What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hello, and thanks so much for joining us today. My name is Greg Freeman, and I have the privilege of serving as one of the pastors here at New Vision. Today, we'll be reading from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 13 through 15, but we're going to focus on verse 13 in the first part of 14. I am reading from the ESV translation. Uh, Verse 13, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. Well, verse 13 is pretty short, but it really has huge implications in the day-to-day lives of believers. And we all know that life, even for Christians, and maybe especially for Christians, life on this earth can be challenging. John said in John, Jesus said in John 16:33, that we will have trouble in this world. Now, Jesus goes on to say that he has overcome the world, but we don't always make it to that part, do we? We focus on the trouble we're going to have. But the reality is that life is difficult, and life is difficult because we live in a fallen world. Since all the way back in Genesis chapter 3, when Adam and Eve ate the forbidden fruit, sin has existed in what God designed to be a paradise. So listen to the implications of their sin for Adam and Eve, but the implications are the same for us, starting in Genesis chapter 3, verses 14. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed above, cursed are you above all livestock and above all beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. To the woman he said, I will surely multiply your pain in childbearing. In pain you shall bring forth children." Your desire shall be contrary to your husband, but he shall rule over you. Verse 17. And to Adam he said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, you shall not eat it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. Verse 19. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. This is what sin has wrought for us. Living in a fallen world it means we're subject to spiritual warfare on a daily basis. Now back in verse 11 of Ephesians chapter 6, Paul reminds the church that the full armor of God is to protect them against the devil's schemes. In verse 12, he tells them that their fight, and our fight as well, is against the spiritual forces of evil. Let me read verse 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Now that word wrestle can also mean battle, but it's nowhere else in the New Testament. But it was commonly used for the sport of wrestling in the first century. And the context is a match between soldiers. Tony Meredith describes it as a close, intense battle filled with manipulation and strategy. The devil is not firing laser-guided missiles from a distance. He is upon us. It's a wrestling match. It's hand-to-hand. And Paul is crystal clear. As believers, we are in a war, and we need to understand it. It's a daily and sometimes hourly, up-close and personal, ongoing wrestling match 
with a very real enemy. Peter writes in First Peter chapter 5, verse 8, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. So we have to understand we're in a battle, a real battle with a real enemy, if we don't want to be devoured. Of course, when you understand you're in a fight, you want protection. And Paul is beginning to outline what that protection is and how to use it. Now, one other thing as we look at the armor of God, I think it's important to remember that this is the armor of God. It's not your armor or my armor or a friend's armor. It's the armor of God. This battle we're in is won through the power of God. If you have accepted Christ as Savior and Lord, then you have God's power living within you. And that's what makes this armor effective against the enemy. Now, we're in a fight, yes, but it's not a fight we can win in our own strength, no matter how much we want to or how much we try. Back in verse 10, Paul says, Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. That's right, His might. No matter how much we want to believe otherwise, our might is not strong enough for this constant ongoing wrestling match, this very personal battle. And if we don't put our trust in the full armor of God, we won't be able to stand. So verse 14 begins with the list, uh, begins the list of what constitutes the full armor of God. And today we're just going to focus on the belt of truth. And over the next several days, you'll hear more, hear, hear more about the breastplate of righteousness and the shoes of readiness and the shield of faith and the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. And remember, all of this is essential if we're going to do what we're called to do, and that's stand firm and withstand the evil day. But I like how Paul starts with the belt of truth. And it's a great picture of the nature of God. God is truth. Now, some translations refer to the girdle of truth. Personally, I feel better about wearing a belt as opposed to a girdle. But the important thing for us here is to note that in the first century, it was the belt or the girdle that actually held the other parts of the armor together. It was a central piece of the armor, and without it, the armor wouldn't be as effective. And so with that in mind, think of the centrality of truth going on in our ongoing uh, spiritual wrestling match. The truth of God's word is absolutely essential if we as believers are going to live the life he's called us to and reflect him to others around us. Truth is the objective standard by which reality is measured. God's word is truth. Since the devil is a liar, says Tony Evans, you must start with the truth to be ready for battle. In a small group recently I was in, somebody mentioned moral relativism, and I think we would all agree that Moral relativism is something that is sweeping our country. It's sweeping our world. This notion that individual beings get to define their own truth. Now, how presumptuous is that? For someone to think their truth supersedes that of the creator of the universe. Yet it's an easy trap to fall into if we don't realize that we're constantly at war. So here's an example that Pastor Nick gave me. Let's say you check out from the store and you're looking at your receipt. It was $100 you spent. And as you're walking out, you realize the store didn't charge you for a $10 item you have. Now, the simple truth is, the objective truth is, you owe the store that money. You got the item, you didn't pay for it. But sometimes, isn't it easy to think, well, it's their fault or they make plenty of money, or I'll just bring them an extra $10 back the next time I'm in. I mean, I wouldn't. I would never think that, but apparently Pastor Nick would. No, it's easy. It's easy for us to drift in our human weakness. So what keeps us aligned? The Holy Scriptures, God's inerrant guidance to us. Just like a belt is at the center of your body and central to the system of armor, the truth has to be essential for us as we stand against the enemy. It has to be a central component. The truth is what will be central to our wrestling match with the enemy. And so how do we keep the truth of the Bible front and center? Well, we all know the answer. It's by spending time daily in God's Word. 
And if you've been listening to these podcasts on, on a regular basis, we're so proud of you. What a great way it is to hear and apply the truth of Scripture. And even if you're kind of hit and miss and continuing to look for ways to read or hear the Bible on a daily basis, uh, that's still going to be the source of truth you need in the daily fight. Now, there are so many apps and reading plans and books and other options. I just encourage you not to be overwhelmed in knowing where to start if you haven't already or staying uh, focused on spending that daily time in the Word. If you miss some days, don't be discouraged. Don't give up. We serve a God of grace and mercy, and He will honor your efforts. Real quick, through the prophet, through the prophet Isaiah, God said in Isaiah 55, For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return, there but water the earth, making it both bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Listen to verse 11. So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. Simply put, God's word does not return void. When you take in God's word, he is going to work through that. As we wrap up, there's just one more thing that it, we as believers, I think, need to keep in our minds. We have to remember that the devil has been defeated. We can have confidence because Jesus has already won the victory for us. I'm going to close going back to Ephesians chapter 1, verses 19 through 22. Verse 19, And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the working of his great might? that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church. Jesus has won. And if our faith and our trust and our hope is in him, then we will win too. Thanks for listening and God bless you. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.